1: Welcome to the Art of Decluttering podcast. She's Kirsty, And she is Amy.
2: (laughs) She is not the cat's mother.
1: We are BFFs who run a podcast together, who Mm. run a business together, Mm. who declutter homes all around Melbourne and Sydney and Australia when needed.
2: And the world, if you want us to.
1: Yeah. Well, virtually around the world. Yes. Today's episode is a bit different to usual and we're kind of excited about it. It's called About Us and it's basically questions that you guys have sent us just to kind of get to know us better. Yes. Because we're in your ears all the time. You follow us and you do
2: things and you send us messages. You probably know us more than you think you do. You do know a lot about us. This is requested by Heather Hoffman So say, thanks Heather for an awesome idea. Um, if you have an idea for a podcast, hit us up. Head over to um, Facebook and send us a DM there, or no a PM there, or a DM on Instagram, or come into our Facebook community group and hit us up with podcast ideas. We love it. We put it. We've got a spreadsheet going with all the requests. So we sure
1: do. We'll be going for years because we ain't running out of requests anytime soon. No. So. so, so, so. So these questions, we're just going to read out the question and then we're going to both take a chance at answering and then just keep moving through them. So I'm going to start by asking the first question. What and who inspires you, Kirst? And why? And why?
2: There's lots of people who inspire me, (coughs) but I (coughs) said Amy. (coughs) Oh, that's really nice of you, Kirst. (laughs) (laughs) And Simon. Um, And... And that should be obvious to everybody. Simon, because he's my husband, and he inspires me with his faithfulness to me and our family. And I'm going to get all teary. I oh know. my God. I was goodness. just thinking. Like,
1: you're, you're starting it off. I
2: know. Okay, rein it in, rein it in. Um, and I, yeah, I love him. He is. He's a beautiful husband. I bag him out a lot on this podcast. But I actually do love him and he does inspire me, his steadfastness and his faithfulness to um, do the work that he's called to do um, for our family and in the world and he's just he's awesome. And Amy, um, because she is incredible and I will get to if I start talking about it, so I'm not going to... <laughs> No, please do. <laughs> yeah, Amy's like, bring it, bring it, bring it. Um, no, she's um, my ying into my yang. She, 100%. Yeah. Yeah, I love it. She's um, also very faithful and very steadfast. So, and I'm going to make her
1: cry. No, I'm not. <laughs> I'm appreciating. Yes. And I'm just, I have something in the corner of my eye.
2: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> something there. <laughs> something there. Um, yeah, she's... She lifts me up when I need lifting up, and I, um, and she kicks me up the butt when I need kicking up the butt. And she is a fun, fun person to do business with and to do life with. And she's also very faithful to my heart, and always has my best interests at oh, heart.
1: <laughs> we should have started with like, what's your favorite Netflix show? <laughs>
2: I know. But also, so I'm moving on because also women who are getting out there and shining their light and leaking what they carry and um, being the world changers, they're the people who inspire me and that is not, um, that's everybody from my mum and my sisters and my sisters-in-law who are unsung heroes um, to all the way to people in our in our community the the mums and the sisters and the and the wives and the partners in our community who are also unsung heroes and we get to be privy to their transformation and their um that yeah their transformation inspires me every day and and then all the way through to Friends of ours like Mandy and Kate, who are doing an amazing podcast, Two Piece in a Podcast, um, to other amazing podcasters who I love listening to. We'll get onto that later, and you know, all the way through to international women who lead. I just, I love, I love watching women. It, it, it's inspiring to know that um, we can be all these things, mm. you know, and we've got. We we've got the resilience, we've got the tenacity, we've got that, that fire in our belly to get out there and just do what we need to do. Caring for our children, caring for our partners, caring for our parents, our siblings, our friends, and doing more. <laughs> so, anyway,
1: that's a really good answer. I feel like mine. Yeah, I was going to say
2: follow that one Amy. Yeah
1: so my answer to what and who inspires me and why was um, I'm inspired and just love people that have conviction and who are not afraid to follow their conviction um, I love people who have resolve passion creativity I think creativity is so undervalued and um, I think the best businesses the best marriages the best parenting the best partnerships all have a flair of creativity. I'm inspired by influence. I'm inspired by compassion. Um, so I didn't name anyone in particular in that, but it's <coughs> cursed, of course. Yes. <laughs> um, <do> <laughs> yeah, so that's, that's my answer to that that's one. That's
2: because I have resolve, passion, creativity, influence, and compassion.
1: Correct. You embody that. Perfect in every way.
2: Oh, no, you, Mary Poppins? You <laughs> did sound very sarcastic. Yeah. <laughs> You're not meant you do to actually. know. <laughs> no. I know. I know what you think of me. You don't need to tell the world yeah, through our I'm podcast. A bit more private.
1: <laughs> what podcast do you listen to outside of our own?
2: Do I listen to our own? Well, we
1: listen to edit.
2: Yes, we do. We do. And I know you love listening to it. I, as I've said in the past, I'm not a huge fan of listening to myself. I love listening to you though, but I do get enough of that every day. <laughs> um, I love you know my favorite crushing on at the moment is two peas in a podcast i love the squiz um it's a daily news podcast um i love it two women host it awesome i love chat 10 look three chatters. there's a lot
1: of two women hosting a lot of these podcasts yes. so far
2: yes chat 10 look three annabelle Crabley. sales hands up if you're a chatter um a podcast of one's own with <sighs> julia gillard love it is awesome yep and I would recommend you give it a go even if you're not a Julie Gillard fan. She is a great interviewer but she uh, and she interviews some some of the most phenomenal women. So it's about women. So, you know, even if you hate her, even if you find her voice annoying, just listen. It's good. And with all due respect with my friend Megan Powell-Dutrois and Michael Jensen, I really enjoy that if you um have christian if you're interested in christian politics or politics and the intersection with christianity uh, i love typology <laughs> no, don't we though <laughs> for enneagram i love slow your home because i love brook and it's an awesome podcast and i love my friend our friend's podcast it's organized life too i love Lo pilau what about you So a lot
1: of those. Um, I'm a Mamma Mia fan, so I love Mamma Mia out loud and I love Mia Friedman and her um, No Filter. I loved – she just interviews some really interesting people and she asks the questions that I would ask. So I'm thinking something and then Mia's like, so I've got a question. I'm like, oh, thank you. That's so satisfying. I love Better Than Yesterday with Osha Gunsberg. Mm -hmm. You've heard us talk about that. Um, That's an awesome podcast. I love ABC Conversations. Again, it's just in fact there's a theme, No Filter, Better Than Yesterday, ABC Conversations. They're all about interviewing really interesting people.
2: Yeah.
1: Including the next one I had on my list was a podcast of one's own, which is the Julie Gillard. Again, interviewing really interesting people. I really like Case File. That's a dirty little secret podcast that's all about like murder mystery and so real cases. And they kind of go through this is what happened in the nineteen eighties and is this is Australian? how the murder
2: happened. Is that Australian?
1: yes 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 i think so
2: yeah because i met the host of it
1: well thanks for asking me
2: no because i'm like (laughs) no because there's so many true crime stuff so i'm like this is the
1: only true crime one i listen to but i love it one of my all-time favorite podcasts is the west wing weekly podcast it is just it fills my soul i'm a west wing total nerd yeah And this goes through episode by episode and it is divine. They've just finished and I'm trying to fill that hole in my life. Love two peas in a podcast um, and so many that you mentioned, Kirst. We are absolute podcast lovers.
2: Yeah, I wish I had more time in my life Mm. because I would listen. There's so many more podcasts that I, I do listen to. That I and I would love to listen to more.
1: Mm. So hit us up with your favourites. We'd love to know over on yeah, our Facebook that's... community.
2: Although or don't because I really don't have time in my life. <laughs> Somebody else might. Though. Or like because you know Mandy mentioned one the other day about um, on her Facebook group, um, an Outlander one.
1: I started trying that one. Yeah, I couldn't do it. I couldn't. I either. love Outlander, but I just couldn't get into it. It yeah. was too techy for me.
2: Talking yes. about social, yes.
1: The next question is, who do you follow, Kirs? And I don't think that means like stalk. I think it means online.
2: Yeah. My answer to this is mostly just my friends and family because I spend so – I have limited time on social media because we run our business. Yeah, we're busy. Um, We're productive. (laughs) Um, And a lot of my time on social media is spent engaging with our communities and beautiful listeners. So I – Uh, I love to be inspired by other people. I also try to really limit who I, um, compare myself with. Mm. I'm very, um, I find it really easy to compare myself Mm. and find that a trap for me to, oh, I should be doing this. I should be doing that. And I should be a better mom. I should be like, I should be. And I've spoken about too this too short for should be. Yeah, I hate that word, and I don't want to live into that word. So I'm very particular about who I follow on social media, and I um, really want to engage with my friends and family. And so I find it. Um, I would love, you know, Heather. I'd love to give you a list of people I follow on on social media, but I just
1: I don't even have one on my list. My answer's the same as yours. Yeah. I don't follow anyone. I connect with family and friends. Yeah. Podcasts is where I, like if I've got someone who I want to be influenced by and um, learn more from, I go podcast route. Yes. I don't do social media route. Like that's not my thing. I don't follow a whole heap of people on Insta or anything. Just not my thing.
2: Yeah. And I like to be um, inspired by other people you know, I'd love, I'd love to have more time to spend time on um, social media, being inspired by other professional organisers, and but I just, my capacity, yeah. I'm at capacity. So, next question is, who do you look up to? You can go first on okay. this one.
1: so I went um, global. <laughs> yes. Bill and Melinda Gates, totally look up to them. I think that they have conviction and groundedness that I would have loved to aspire to. I think they have not been corrupted by wealth and I think they're making incredible changes in our world and I would love to be a little bit more like them when I grow up. <laughs> and then I've gone Cal because he is the best human that I've ever met um, and I look Quite up to him. by me? followed very closely by Kirsty. And I admire him for his commitment to his faith and our faith and our family. Like he is the rock of our family. he, he Our family would not function without my delightful husband. And as I thought about this, I thought, you know what? I've got a girlfriend, Emma, who I really look up to. She's a bit younger than me. Her kids are younger than me. She's been married less time than me. But I really look up to her honesty, her realness and her integrity. She's someone who I'm like, you know what, they're the characteristics that I want to aspire to and I love being around her.
2: Hmm. What about for you? I This is how I answered this question. Um, I love all of our colleagues in the professional organising um, industry. I look up to them for their wisdom and their experiences that I just haven't had um, and Confirmation in my own experiences and in my own ability. Um, that yeah, I, I, I love our industry. I also love Brene Brown and all that she gives to the world and for her wholehearted encouragement of the world. Um, and there's loads and loads of people I look up to, but again, it's yeah, but you've given that balance. Yeah. Of- That's
1: right. We can't, we cannot mention everybody in here.
2: No, no, no. What books do you read, Amy? I
1: love reading, mm-hmm. but nowadays I don't tend to read outside of holidays. You listen um, to
2: podcasts instead.
1: I listen to podcasts. I listen to audiobooks, yeah. but reading a physical book, which I do love, is more of a holiday thing. I love courtroom books, like the they're developing a court case and it's back and forth. I love those. I love mysteries. Um, I love autobiographies or biographies. I love them. And I love Australian novels, like that Australiana kind of living in the bush and I love all that.
2: Cool. Yeah. What about you? I love learning and growing in my knowledge of life. So I do love reading and listening more in particular to stuff on the Enneagram and business development However, I find it really hard to finish nonfiction fiction books and so my true love is fiction books. Um, like I often compare myself to Bastion from The NeverEnding Story that I absolutely inhabit the different lives of people through reading, like literally reading A thriller at the moment, and I am hanging to get back on the plane (laughs) so I can go back into this world. That's great. And find out the conclusion. And I always miss the characters when I finish. Like, like, and even, yeah. I that I literally am Bastion.
1: Yeah, that's awesome.
2: (laughs) So I love love fiction, and I love I love and I I love historical fiction. I love like fiction from, um. People go overseas and stuff so because I love being able to explore different cultures and, and stuff through fiction. So that's my quick answer to that.
1: I really like that. So they're the books that we read. What shows do you watch, Kirst?
2: Mm, shows are a little bit like um, following people on social media. I just don't have time, um, particularly over the last three years for some mm-hmm. strange reason. I haven't had a lot of time. To- I haven't chosen to spend a lot of time. Um on TV but good when reframe. Yes. But when I do, I love suits. Oh. <laughs> um, I love the good place. And I love murder mysteries and documentaries and I love murder mysteries like um ah, like English murder mysteries. Oh,
1: the worst type ever. Oh
2: no, I love Vera. Vera, no. Vera. Vera, Vera, no. Vera, Vera, Vera. Vera for the win, Vera, Vera, Vera. Interesting. And Midsummer's murders, like no. how many How many? (laughs) That's one place. One place that I will never move to, even though it's a fictional place, is Midsummer, because you're bound to be killed. You're going to be dying, or. Yes.
1: Or witnessing something like yes. that. Yes. <laughs> what about
2: you? Um,
1: I, unlike you, I do make time for shows, mostly because I'm a really good multitasker. So I listen to shows more than I watch them, meaning that I'll have a show um, in the top corner of my screen often when I'm doing admin and I'll just let that roll through. So I massive, I know you can't, Cal can't either. Massive Suits fan. I love The Block. That's probably the only show that I watch on free to air. I don't watch it live, free to air. I watch it on catch-up so I don't have to watch the ads it's and I can watch Survivor
2: it. for me. Yeah, same. Or Brookie The Nai Amazing Nai. Race. The Amazing Race. The Amazing Race. The Amazing Race. It's coming at me. I'm going to be on it. I'm going to be on it. Can you imagine? Imagine if I got on it, how much support from our community I would oh, get. That would be awesome. We'd have to They'd really have to be
1: supporting me because I'd be rocking in the corner going, I'm running the whole business on my own. I'm running the whole business on my own. <laughs> yeah, true. That. It'd be fine. Yeah, it would be fun. Um, I love Brookie 9 Eye. Oh, my gosh, I love Brookie Nine-Nine. Best show ever. Um, And I have to say to Amy Herdman who wanted to know which episode it is that Amy Santiago does the decluttering on Brooklyn Nine-Nine. It's season six, episode (laughs) seven, Amy. That's just for you. Um, And I love binging on anything that's like a Netflix or ABC that's kind of six episodes that you can get done in a day or two. I yes. really, really like those kind of things. ABC have heaps of really good ones. Yes.
2: What was the one that was really amazing? Um, uh, uh,
1: do you mean the one with yes her yes. De- Deb Deborah Mailman? Mailman. Whatever it is, someone will put it up in the face. It's it, we amazing. We loved it. I'll look it up and put it in the show. Uncontrollable? Con- Total,
2: Total Control. Total Control. Total Control. It was oh, awesome. Best. Yep. best, 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 best. Yep, yep, I told yep. you to watch that, didn't I?
1: Yes, but my sister had told me as well yeah. and, yeah, it's so re- it was really good. I wasn't
2: meaning to take the credit for oh, that. Oh, no, no, no. Like, entirely. Yeah. But-, <laughs> but a little bit. But a little bit.
1: Okay, so next question. This one is from Sam Ara. Sam wants to know, how and where did you two meet? For some reason, it seems like you went to school together, which is confusing me because you live in different cities.
2: That would be confusing. And it would be very confusing because we're three years apart. We did age. not go to school we together. We did not go to school together. I was Amy's youth group leader when she was in year 12. And I was only clearly only three years older than her. And she wasn't actually the way that we had done year, um, youth group that year. We had eight leaders and we had a great bunch of year 11 and 12s and a lot of them went to the same school Mm. so we mixed up we took a girl and boy leader each and we divided the group into four so amy actually wasn't in my small group so we did lots of things as a big group and then we went into small groups to talk about whatever you talk about in youth group (laughs) and so amy wasn't in my group wasn't i no did you have a group with Rowan? Oh, were you? Yeah. Okay, I rewind <laughs> and I will tell that story again. I'm like, I so was in your group. With April? Yes. Oh, I really don't even remember yeah. you being, I and thought Jody? Claire was. No, not Claire. I thought Claire was. No,
1: Claire's my younger sister. Anyway, we did. Okay, so we had Amy known was each other. in my group. <laughs> We'd known of each other before that because yes, the year moms. before that, you were in the youth group, so we were different ages. No, our, not the year before that. Oh, to whatever it was. I was in year 12 when we met, when we were in youth group together. What do you mean? So you were in you were a youth group member when I was a youth group member a couple of years before that.
2: Oh, okay.
1: So we were both in the youth group and then as you got
2: older, yeah, then you became, I became a leader. Yeah. Correct. So you knew me I knew who you were. You wouldn't more have known me. Then I knew you because you were younger you than me. Because you always know the older yeah. kids. And our mums were really good friends. They were in Bible study together yep. for years. So and 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 our middle sisters were really, really close friends. And our my sister. second youngest siblings And your no, brother? Our young no my second Your second youngest, youngest, youngest and my youngest brother and sister while. dated. So we had a lot of connection with the yeah. Giorgio family and the Thompson family. So that's how we know each other. And but we didn't like, you know. I moved – or Amy moved away actually first when she Mm. got married and we were friends. Facebook friends. Yeah, we were friends, but we were Facebook friends. We weren't like, hey, how you going? What's been happening? Nothing of that. And because Amy moved away pretty quickly I was 21, yeah. Yeah, and I had probably moved on to another church too by then. I was dating Simon and we had moved to another church. Yeah. So I – not even sure if I came to you. I was definitely wasn't invited to your wedding, but I'm not even sure if I came to have a look see at your so. wedding. No, maybe when. What year did you get married? 2002. I was home. I'm just like going, was I home? But I definitely wasn't. I don't think I was at Diamond Valley by that mm. stage. So anyway, then three. Then when Amy became a professional organizer, yeah, and even before that, when you were doing well, party was, in the box, yeah. I was like, hey. Can I get prices for this? And I was supportive. I don't think I ever bought anything for you, but I was supportive and shouting you out on Facebook and stuff for your other businesses. And then when you became a professional organiser, we started chatting more. I I need some advice. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't give you very good advice. (laughs) And then three years ago, we decided to work closer together, try and come up with an idea that we could collaborate with. And we landed on podcasting,
1: and then here we are. Nearly twelve months ago, now we um, joined our businesses completely, so we are completely
2: as one now. Mm. And we often say to people that it is like a marriage. Oh, it is. It's not like a marriage. This partnership that we have, the work that it takes, the relational side. Yeah, the the relational. Yes. Yep. She doesn't cook
1: me dinner nearly as much as Carol does, and
2: we don't get the. (laughs) some of the benefits of marriage (laughs) we do not (laughs) we do not go that far in the benefits of marriage
1: okay
2: right we all know how much you love the art of decluttering and i have got something equally as good as the art of decluttering it is amy's book simply organized you get a couple of hours of amy's dulcet tones talking to you as she explains to you all the goodness of how to simply get organized and declutter your home head over to amazon and you can get the kindle is what is something that both of you previously thought was true about decluttering and organising before you did it as a job that you now know isn't true?
1: Oh, I can tell you straight up, and it might be the same for both of us, I thought it was a lot about organising things in pretty containers. Yes. Before I really looked into it and went, oh, this is something I want to do, and, and looked into it, it was like containers and labels and making things look pretty. It is 5% about that.
2: Because how do you... Um, Really started on your minimalism journey before you became a professional organizer. Yes. Okay.
1: So quite significantly,
2: because I can see that um, professional organizing as an as a job choice, as a career choice, could can and with Instagram, yeah, can people can be attracted to it from the organizing perspective and the labeling and the making pretty side of things without realizing. Just how deep the work is of decluttering, yep. which and they can and there's room for everybody. Correct. Room our everybody. our brand
1: of decluttering um, is not turning up in pretty little skirts, and we come and we work, yes. and we love that. Belinda
2: what? wants to know. I haven't answered that question. Oh, sorry, but that's okay. Go. <laughs> okay. Um, I, yeah, I probably didn't realize the depth of. Um, the the depths of the psychology Mm. and the depth of life coaching, the the coaching side of things before I I definitely knew it was about the decluttering because I too had been on that minimalist journey. Um, I didn't realise how much stuff you would uncover with other people and how much space you need to hold Mm. for other people.
1: It's such a coaching role. Yeah. Belinda Woodward wants to know: What did you want to be when you grew up? When you were kids, a mama. Oh, yes that's so lovely. <laughs> I wanted to be a pediatrician, the first female prime minister, or a um, like a multi-millionaire business person.
2: Mm.
1: I, I aimed low. <laughs>
2: yep, I, I aimed high. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that wanting huge. to be a mama.
1: So, what is my favorite moment or memory since becoming a professional organizer? It's probably. Every moment that someone gets that breakthrough, mm-hmm. that moment where they're, they're, it's like the veil is lifted and they're like, oh, I get it. Oh, I have freedom. Oh, my life has changed. Like, oh, oh, sorry, just whacked my pop mic. I was so excited. Um, it is those genuine transformations that make what we do worth it. That is by far my favorite
2: memories. Yeah, I completely agree. Completely.
1: Then, Kirst, the second part of the question, when did you realise that being a professional organiser was what you wanted to do long-term?
2: I think that I knew, 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 knew that this is one of my, you know, one of my giftings and one of the places that I could um, elicit transformation was when the podcast kicked off. Like, like, So I always loved being a professional organiser and I'd been doing it for four years before we started the podcast. But I think when I saw the power of podcasting and the power of what we bring to um, our... to. To, to our listeners, I think that that's when I was like, okay, I'm really, really all in. And it, right. and it was probably around the same.
1: Well, you weren't full-time till then either. No,
2: it wasn't. Because was, you had kids at home. Yeah, and that was the year that Emily started Correct. school. Yeah, So I had, before Amy had contacted me, I had already gone, all right, I'm all in, I've got to make this business work, it's got to be. Um, but, yeah, so I was all in, which allowed the podcast to happen because yep. I was all in. And it has been through the transformation that we've seen in so many people's lives through the podcast that now I'm like, okay, this is long-term. Like, yeah, there's yeah. no getting out of anywhere. this easily because <laughs> it is a marriage. Like, we said. <laughs> What about you?
1: And um, I think the moment I did my first paid client, I went, oh my gosh, if I can do this for people in a matter of three or four hours mm. and I can just do this every day for the rest of my life, I'll be happy. Mm. It was as
2: simple as that for me. Matilda Ingleses, I hope I'm saying your name right, says what's your guilty pleasure? Oh, Harvey.
1: Cast. <laughs> I love that you were just honest and just went with Harvey. <laughs> oh yeah. Um, I think mine is. Oh, I think I know what mine is, <laughs> but I'm guilty. <laughs> I think it's like <laughs> I can't even say it out loud. I think it's like playing Candy Crush. <laughs>
2: <laughs> That's like me. I've got I've got some some of those type of games.
1: Yeah, it's for, so for me. I have a saying, and I've said it before: "Quiet mind, busy hands." And so, when I'm needing to think or whatever, I need to do something with my hands, um, and I just find that. On something man. that's like a game on my phone yeah so that's probably my guilty pleasure is I do feel a bit naughty because it's not a productive use of time Mm. um in and and of itself but yeah sometimes the thinking is yes
2: and that's what, like I like playing it I don't play them very often some people in my house might disagree with that but in the grand scheme of my whole day I don't play it very often yeah I just probably play it in the presence of some people more yeah, than, yeah. Um, and I do find that like I just need downtime yeah. and I can do it whilst watching TV or Correct. like so.
1: It's the multitask and for you and I, we work full-time, we work more than full-time in a business that requires a lot from us. Mm-hmm. So to have something where you're just like, and that's why it's a bit of a guilty pleasure because I remember saying probably eight, nine years ago, oh, who in the world has time to play those stupid games? At me. <laughs> <laughs> Your future self. <laughs> yeah. So there was judgment from me, but it is, it is my guilty pleasure.
2: I also, um, it's not a guilty pleasure, but I really value going reading before I go to sleep because it allows me to switch off from whatever's happened in that day. And when I articulated that to Simon, it was when he really um, gave me freedom in that like before that it was, um, why do you have to read all the time? I'm not getting to sleep. Like some mm, of the mm. frustration of living in the same bedroom as somebody yeah, else. We've had those. But when I said, actually, I need it to switch off and to stop my mind racing. And when he, he's lived with the consequences of my mind racing, he's all like, okay, hun, you need to read tonight. Like, and he'll actually <laughs> actively encourage me now. Oh, he's all really like, nice. babe, you need to go read, go read. So yeah.
1: Do you have a food that, or a drink that's a guilty pleasure?
2: A Moscato. Oh yeah, you do. Yep. But I, I haven't drunk me. much of it this year.
1: Probably my food guilty pleasure would be homemade truffles. Mm-hmm. Mostly only ever happens at
2: Christmas, Christmas. But they are incredible. Incredible. I made them with um tim tams and condensed milk
1: yeah so claire does that my sister i make them normal like old school style but then i crunch peppermint crisp into so they're pepperminty oh my
2: do you put rum in them though like to make them rumbles that's just gross on all levels yeah we can still be friends okay devine pitcher is there one sentimental thing you just can't get rid of You got rid of something just a couple of years ago.
1: Yeah. I'm trying to think if there's anything else. Like I've got sentimental items. So I've got a little suitcase that was my kindergarten suitcase that's got sentimental items in it. But if the house burnt down, I think I'd be sad about it. Yeah. So no, I don't think I do have a sentimental thing that I just can't get rid of.
2: We still haven't got up into the roof And got down those boxes. I've asked Simon a couple of times, but I think over summer it was just too hot. He hasn't got up there for that purpose to get them down. So I can't really tell you because I can't think of... I don't have any sentimental items that I've collected in the last couple of years. Mm. Um, And so... So no. No. Sorry, Devine.
1: Ellie mm. Coffee wants to know, do you have regular morning routines for yourselves of quiet times as you enter the day or do you take time at another point to do this? And if you do, what does it look like?
2: I would love to say yes. I'm so amazing. <laughs> Me too. I Was that like your response? I was like, wow, there's
1: an assumption that we're the kind of people that do that. <laughs> <laughs> no, We love you, Ellie. Ellie, but... you're calling the greater us out of us. Yes. My answer to that is, nah, not really. No. <laughs> I do have a morning routine. It's just not particularly glamorous. It's like roll over, <laughs> turn my phone off flight mode, check my emails. So I would always check my emails, check Facebook, make sure nothing like check WhatsApp, make sure nothing urgent's coming overnight because we keep our phones on flight mode. Probably check our banking and kind of see where things are at for the day, make sure there's nothing urgent, check my calendar, roll out of bed. I have the same breakfast every morning two pieces of vegemite toast and a glass of water <laughs> like, and then I go straight to work like I'm at like I'm at my desk within probably 10 15 minutes of waking up and that's my routine
2: <laughs> I I y- yes I I love you Ali for <laughs> having...
1: Thinking that well of us.
2: Thinking that well of us. I do not. I also don't have a regular morning routine. I would. um, We're getting better at spending Mondays and Fridays at being intentional. Um, We meet with our business coach. We um, have some time of Mm. reflection. Um, That is our new routine. That's true. Um, I... Um, I have things on my desk to remind me to be more intentional in the, all the ways that you're thinking, <laughs> It Just doesn't happen regularly. I'm not. I'm so. I'm not very good. We're not routine people. I am not very good at routine. No, we're just not. Sorry,
1: we're good at habits. Yes, and we teach good routines because some people need routines. But I think sometimes when you're on autopilot and you have the habits the routine kind of just happens, or maybe I'm making excuses. Yeah, Louise Martin has a few questions for us. She wants to know, are you fans of Marie Kondo? Yes. Yes. Are you interested in feng shui? No. Yes. Really? Yeah. I've never read anything about it, but I I feel like a room that there's an energy flow in a room. I don't know how to articulate it, like, but I think there's right places for the furniture to go, and there's right that like, that feels right. Yeah, but I don't understand any of it.
2: Yes, and that's why I'm like, I'm not really interested in it because I feel um, natural. I can yes. do that naturally, Intuit- intuitively. Yeah, I me can. too. Yeah.
1: Do you feel like you've expanded your understanding of people's minds through this profession, and were you always interested in such things? Hell yes, and. <laughs> Yeah. Yes. So See, went, hell. Yes, and hadn't really thought about it.
2: <laughs> oh, um, I've always been interested. I haven't. I haven't always been interested in such things as the profession, but I have always been interested in understanding people. Like I did want to do um, social work. Um, so I have, and I'm an extrovert. So I love people. Um, and But hell yes, In this has expanded my understanding and oh I think gosh. that... Um,
1: Every day, cares. Yes,
2: yes. <laughs> you give me plenty of opportunity. <laughs> <laughs> you
1: cheeky bugger. <laughs> but,
2: but it is true. Like we're so different that you give me, in and of yourself, you give me plenty of opportunity to see and view the world in different mm, ways. Through a different
1: lens, yeah, so, absolutely. And then
2: our clients, obviously, and it has... I feel like I am a whole lot more gracious. I have a whole lot more grace for people um, than what I did seven years ago. Yeah, and they? I feel I have a whole lot of more compassion a whole more, a lot more love for people and I feel wiser. Mm. And that may just be because I'm getting older. Like it might just be the passage of time that helps that. Probably both. But definitely this profession. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I can't add anything more to that. Cool. And the next question from Louise is, "What is it that makes it look like such a?" Let me try that again. The next question from Louise is, "What is it that makes it look like such a fun job?" Lol.
2: (laughs) Yeah. Well, Louise, it's probably because you are meant to be a professional organizer. Because some people look at our job and shake their head and wonder how how on earth we do it, because they think it would be the most painful thing to do to help people declutter and hold space for them. So I think that you're answering your own question by uh, by insinuating that it is a fun job.
1: Well, I think the thing that makes it look fun too is before and after photos mm-hmm. and the story of transformation. I mm-hmm. think that's something quite attractive about that. But I think that goes into your next question, Louise, is what are the challenges we probably don't see? And it's the work that goes in between before and after
2: and it is those heart transformations and holding space mm-hmm. for people and grieving with people and um, help and digging, doing the digging, doing, asking the questions, discerning the right questions to ask people, and to keep digging when we know that people haven't given us their full self. And we know there's more, and there's no, we know that there's more reason. There's, there's not, we haven't got to the heart of the reason why somebody can't let it go or they can't, um, they're finding this stage difficult. It's because we haven't got to the heart of mm. it. And so that, that is beautiful and it's fun it's and it's really challenging. Fun. It's challenging. It's, it's dealing with people is always challenging and, and, and loving people is always challenging but our job is fun. It is really and fun. this I love it. And this part of our job yeah, this doing super a fun. podcast is really fun.
1: Yeah. But yeah, they're good. They're all the Louise's questions. Our last three questions are from Owen. Kessie, what do you love to cook?
2: Anything that Simon is cooking. <laughs> That's
1: my answer. <laughs> no, I do. I just love to eat. <laughs> yeah.
2: I do love cooking um, stuff with the kids. Um, some. I love cooking like desserts and um, cookies and cakes and stuff. I much prefer to cook sweet food than savoury food. Um, So that's my answer to that, Owen. Or anything I would love to see. I'd love to come over to your house, Owen. (laughs) He is our friend. (laughs) I'm not inviting myself around to a rando's house. (laughs) What's your favourite food when eating out, Amy?
1: I think it's Japanese. We have that for lunch today. Yeah, I think it's Japanese or my local pizza shop make amazing pizzas that aren't oily or too cheesy or too much like tomato paste. They're just perfect. In fact. Oh no, it's Monday
2: night. They're shut. Ugh. <laughs> That's <a> stupid
1: question. <laughs> What's your favorite food when um, you eat
2: out? I, I favorite food when eating out would be a really, really great meal. Like a like a um fine dining okay like that would be my favorite type favorite food just doesn't come around often enough so if it's takeaway type food then probably Thai Thai would be my favorite
1: and last question although maybe we can ask each other a question at the end about us but Owen's last question is what was your favorite book as a child I Let me guess.
2: Trixie Belden. <laughs> <laughs> I did like Trixie Belden. I've always loved a good murder mystery and mystery mystery books. I also... Um, in primary school, it was Babysitters Club yeah, and Sweet Valley High.
1: <laughs> babysitters Club. I had everyone to like a hundred and fifty, mm, and then I yeah. got too old to keep collecting them. Uh, and then I eventually donated them to a girlfriend's daughter.
2: My grade six teacher got sick of me reading Babysitters and Sweet Valley High, yeah. and said to my mum, "You, we need to expand her repertoire. <laughs> this is not great for her to have such a limited um, love of." particular style of books and so she uh he and her decided to get me into Agatha Christie oh awesome so I got it I love Agatha Christie and, and that's probably that and Trixie Beldon probably started my love of murder of mysteries um and Nancy Drew and the Hardy Boy type books so yeah and as an adult we've already we'll spoken that about one. that one, yeah, haven't we? I ignore yeah. That. so what's your question for me mm mm-hmm.
1: My question for you is, it's Saturday, it's 4pm, Simon and the kids are due home in an hour and you've got no plans for the night, what do the next four hours
2: look like? Um, I would squeeze in suits before they got home yep. or something on Netflix that I just wanted to watch that Simon doesn't want to watch. Um, and in an ideal world, we would hop on a flight and go away. <laughs> oh, nice. But in, um, in the real world? Well, in the real world, um, an ideal afternoon would be um, ordering in takeaway and watching a movie together. Awesome. In reality that never happens because we can't all agree on a movie. Yeah, we have
1: that problem too. Yeah.
2: What about you? Oh, no. You can answer that question. No, I don't want to answer that question. Okay. That Um, was just for you. If I was to take you away and you had to go overseas and it wasn't to New Zealand, (laughs) (laughs) look at all these (laughs) These (laughs) (laughs) rules, caveats I'm putting (laughs) on it. But if I was to, um, yeah, say we got a bucket of money and somebody Mm -hmm. gave it to us and they said you have to take Omi overseas, where would you want to go? First
1: place we're going is Canada. Mm Mm-hmm. I've never been to Canada and I would really love to.
2: What about Canada do you want to see?
1: I just want to see the scenery. I want do you to want see to the see Pichol, Niagara people. Falls? Do you want to see Everything. the East Coast or West Everything. Coast? Everything. We've got that much money. We're okay. seeing both. All right. So we'd go to Canada first, then we'd probably go to Japan. Would we
2: see stupid.
1: Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> then we would go to Japan. Mm-hmm. Then we would probably go somewhere. Oh, we'd go to Cyprus so I yes. could see where my dad grew up. <laughs> I was and waiting all for that. <laughs> um, So we'd go Canada, Japan, Cyprus, and maybe somewhere in Africa, maybe
2: Mozambique, and then home.
1: Okay. I know you asked for one country I go before.
2: It's okay. Yeah. Um, it's good. Mm. I... I like learning about you too.
1: (laughs) (laughs) We hope this episode has been interesting for you, that you've kind of got to know us a bit more. If you listen to us every week, it's nice to kind of see a little bit behind the scenes and pull the curtains back on just our everyday.
2: And if this is your first episode of Listening to Us and you thought it was going to be about decluttering, you've got 150 episodes to go back and listen to. Um, We have got episodes on rooms and we've got episodes on... Lots of different um, aspects of the decluttering process and the mindset around decluttering. So we know you will um, have loads to binge on if this is your first episode. If it is your first episode and you haven't heard us talk about our Facebook group, please come in and join us over on Facebook if you are on Facebook. Um, We have a wonderful community of over five and a half thousand people as of today, like what is it? February twenty twenty. And you your presence in that community would just make it even more beautiful. So come on over there and join us there.
1: We will see you next week.
2: Do you want me to do a review? Oh yeah. I'm happy to to do do a a review. review. I just have to look one up.
1: Sure. While you're looking that up, I just want to encourage you that if you have heard us talk about our Head, Heart and Home course, but you haven't yet checked it out, we'd love you to go to you forward slash course just to have a look. Um, You might want to take advantage of our payment plan and come and join the, I don't know, 130 odd people that have already joined and getting transformation through that.
2: And we have a podcast on that as well. It's called Head, Heart and Home Course. So go go and listen to that. I have a a review on podcast on iTunes. (laughs) It's from Love Organising. Yes. She says... Very thought-provoking. Hi, ladies. I love your podcasts. You are wonderful companions while I'm cleaning, cooking and hanging out, washing. I hadn't really thought about what potential milestones would be reached in this decade. Have I read this one? Have we read this one? No. Wow. Lots of potential weddings in my home and menopause. (laughs) (laughs) Keep up the great content, ladies. Sending you love from our nation's capital. And two hearts.
1: That's the best. Thank you. Yes.
2: Yes, lots of things happening. So this is referencing our um, episode called 2020 Vision where we talked about what's coming. Mm. Um, well, we talk about what's having vision. to be happening in the next decade. Yes, lots happening. And one thing that you could do in this next decade, and we hope that you do it quicker, <laughs> and we hope you do it today, is Be Like Love Organising. Head over to... Um, rate and review our podcast in your podcast app and we would love to read it out we love the encouragement but we also love um, that it reaches more people because of your review so we hope you have a wonderful week and we can't wait to hang out in your ears next week
1: see you later bye thanks for joining us if you've learned something awesome today we'd love you to leave us a review on
2: itunes or facebook so others can find our podcast too don't forget you can see the show notes in your podcast app or over at our website, decluttering.com.au So if there's anything you want more info on, check it out there.
1: If you'd like to join our supporter community, you can do so over at patreon.com slash decluttering. We hope you have a great rest of your day. And enjoy the freedom.
0: Hold up.